So you're listening to the very first episode of the Unity Society podcast, and my name is Dita Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. We're so excited to be with you tonight. And we wanted to start our podcast. Every every week when we do this, there's going to be a segment called Gather Round, and that's when we talk about what we've been up to. It's an opportunity for you to get to know us and what we've been doing. So Jenny, what have you been doing? Oh gosh, I think this has been a super busy week. We're in the midst of the holidays, and... Thanksgiving was just a little bit ago, and um, we are in full swing of Christmas shopping and decorating and cookie making and all of the wonderful craziness that goes along with the with the holidays that I love. I love being in a little bit of the crazy mindset. It's it's kind of cool um, if you're in the if you do it right. It's good. Well, for me, it's it's really it's healthy because all of the deep, profound mourning that I have been in because all of the Thanksgiving leftovers are gone has been offset by the smells of things being cooked and thought about and talked about. And so for me, it's, it's bittersweet figuratively as well as literally. Um, I finished up uh, a multi-multi-week prayer class that I te- was been teaching over at uh, First Unity Church, and it's just been amazing. We've been using some of the classic Unity books and some of the new ones, and it's been really cool sort of having that synthesis. And we've, we've got some students who've been around for a long time and some that are brand new, and so it's just been a really good mix. And if you know the way I teach classes, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of sharing, and it's just been really, really good. So I'm excited that we had such a good time I'm a little bit sad it's over but looking forward to the next thing and speaking of being sad uh, today uh, that we're recording this is December 1st and that means that it's the end of no shave November and so Woo-hoo! I'm can, so excited <laughs> you can probably hear it in my voice that I am baby smooth right now you can tell it's got a mellifluous quality to it when I talk so it's a good thing. It was nice when people would stop me and say, why are you doing that? Why do you look like Grizzly Adams? And I could say, because I'm raising awareness for men's health issues and stuff like that. Look, that's not the main reason. I love that I'm doing but it's an excuse to get to grow a beard and pretend like I'm rugged for a little while. Yeah, I'm happy it's gone. Really happy it's gone. I don't, I don't, I don't dig the... the Too sexy. I don't dig the fuzzy. All right. And uh, especially not the, uh, this single mustache with nothing else attached. That's... You didn't like it when I was shaving this morning and no. I just sent you a picture of myself with just the sweet mustache? No. I and... almost kept that bad boy for the rest of the day, but okay, so it's no. it's gone. And that, and that picture might be used as a blackmail later, but... Or an aphrodisiac, you know. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. So another thing that, that I know that we're both really excited about is the... this is the project that we've just tied up and that is our book yes so excited really really excited um a little scared if i'm honest uh this is we've never done anything like this before Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know a preview to the world of what is on our hearts and minds and it's vulnerability, right? Oh, absolutely. And so I, you know, I'm, like I said, super excited, but at the same time, completely 
paralyzed with terror. <laughs> I think that's a healthy way to live. And, you know, we wrote this over such a long period of time. And we, we wrote it on our morning walks that we take. It was nice to get out there again today, by the way. We wrote it on the walks that we take. We, we taught a class based on it and then just refined and refined. And then we had a series of blog posts and just refined and refined. And we and did then, a couple of workshops yeah, to kind right. of, you know, get feedback from people and what they're what were on their minds and hearts and some of the folks listening to this right now were in some of those classes and workshops and we're really grateful to you and we've been able to just make it better every single time and file down rough edges and add new ideas and and Jenny I don't know I mean I, I've never had a baby that I know about no I I've never been able to you know I don't have any kind of attachment to that you've had two beautiful babies and so maybe you can understand way better than I can that process of feeling like okay I'm creating this life and it's gonna happen and there's that amazing thing that that I can only appreciate from the outside and I wonder if there's some similarity there but man oh man what I do know is that tomorrow we're gonna get a proof copy of the book in the mail and I, I, I can't even tell you I've been wanting to have written a real book since I was a little kid and so to me, this is just absolutely huge. I, I can't even tell you how excited I am about it. No, I'm excited. I, I think it's closer to maybe like to an elephant's gestation period <laughs> instead of a human's. Right. Um, that's how it feels, you know. So anyway, but yeah, no, I am, I am very, very proud of you and of us and of everybody that has helped us along the way it's it's gonna be good I'm excited I'm excited to hold it in my hands yeah, I really am for sure. it was nice to kind of um right before we came back and finished up the book and finishing up the book means all the little stuff like the cover art and the layout and making sure that there's no widows and orphans on every page and there's there's an endless list of the minutiae of making sure that it's just perfect and if y'all know me at all um i want things very perfect it's it's it really is well it means something yes and for us also this is the beginning of a publishing company so unity society is starting to publish books too and so we had to lay some groundwork we won't have to do all of that every single time we put out a new book but this is the beginning of a lot of stuff. As, as you know, we're just sort of growing in all kinds of directions. So this has been exciting, but a tremendous amount of, of real work. But for me, I'm proud of you too. For me, it's been just a redefinition of what labor of love is like. And, and I just, it's so much fun and, and I can't wait to get back in and start doing it again. And I know we've already got plans for the next thing. We we're talking about it on our walk this morning and that's always a really good sign. Yeah, but it was nice to get away. And then we were just in California. We visited Muir Woods and the Ferry Building in San Francisco and downtown San Francisco and art museums in San Jose and all around that that area. If anybody knows that area, it's just absolutely gorgeous. But I think it was really nice to to just be in the woods, mm-hmm. be away from everything. And if anybody's ever been up there, there's no cell service anywhere you can't get on your phone and it's a little bit like holding your breath for me for a little while not for me not for me I man if it weren't for the ability to take pictures (laughs) it I would not have my phone Mm, I I gotcha I don't um I don't dig having having my phone attached to me I it's not me I'd rather be digging in the dirt than than on any kind of technology but 
that's just me. But it was really nice to kind of get to be in the woods for a little while and we did a wonderful three mile hike through Muir Woods and um, that was amazing with our it kids. was it was beautiful and it was so peaceful and quiet and it just sort of put everything back into perspective and so when we came back from that really nice vacation and it was our birthday weeks too so it was really it kind of added something special mm. to it but when we came back I I really felt ready to be done with this project and move on to some other things and it really it really was nice it was nice to just have it be sort of a final calm before the final push if, mm-hmm. for me I think it gave me what I needed to get through through to the other side of this yeah so it was I get nice it. it was really good and for really me nice. oh gosh yeah and, and for me it was such a neat thing because we were there with our kids with miles and Raina and miles is 18 and tomorrow Raina's going to be 22 it's her birthday tomorrow and so we were in that moment where it's just the four of us and yet they're transitioning into other phases of their lives so there's wonderful in between both and kind of a state so that's really beautiful and the thing about that part of california is we were up in your woods in the mountains and within i don't know a half hour you go across the golden gate bridge and you're right in the middle of a huge city and san francisco has always been really special to me because you're in the middle of the city but you can see mountains and you can see ocean and there's just that wonderful juxtaposition is just such a beautiful reminder that everything is going on all the time that wherever you are you're kind of in the middle of that one presence and power as hokey as that is it feels really real to me when i'm in a place like that that's really nice but can we talk about the food at the ferry building because <laughs> yeah if you're if you're in front of your computer and you probably are a Google for a fairy building raclette. And what was the name of that? Cowgirl Creamery. Cowgirl Creamery. There's a video. It has nothing to do with anything enlightening except it has everything to do with everything enlightening because they take this cheese and they heat it up and they put it on bread or french fries or whatever. Incredible. And oh, of goodness. Course, oh, forget it. And they have this place called Blue Bottle Coffee, and I'm a huge coffee nerd, and so that's, a, that's sort of a mecca for me. But uh, yeah, it was... Oh, wow. We can talk about spiritual revelations. That we can no, talk about cheese and coffee and no, the amazing it was, ice cream they had there. And yeah, 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 yeah. No, and that little French bakery. and Miet, Oh, Miet, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, oh. Pretty good. Pretty good. Goodness. <laughs> Just there, yeah. God then, God was in those cupcakes. And then for me also, it's, it's really cool to be able to, you know, when we come home and we go for our walks. We live in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the planet Earth. And uh, a lot of mornings we go and walk down by the water and into downtown St. Petersburg. And it was so neat to have the other experience because St. Pete is completely flat. There's no mountains or hills even here. But we can walk by the water. We see dolphins almost every morning. I saw a manatee this morning. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, and then we walk into downtown. There's a coffee shop we go to. And, and you know, there's it's that wonderful, it's nice to go away because coming back is so important. And And... Anything you can do to feel grounded or to be a grounding presence in other people's lives is really special. And for me, I know that this time, uh, this moment in history has been pretty amazing for a lot of people because because of the election and, and all of that. And I'm not going to get into it. Whoever you are listening to this, I'm sure you have an emotional feeling about it one way or the other. And I'm not here to argue about that. I've done my own <laughs> intense uh thinking and talking and everything else about that that's not where I'm going what I am interested in talking about was that 
there was a real movement for people to start wearing safety pins. And once again, doesn't matter what your political feelings are, there had been an acceleration and intensification in some, some pretty violent, nasty things. And a lot of people looking at each other and going, I don't know where you stand, I don't know what you're all about. And so there were people who wore a safety pin on their shirts or their bags or whatever. And the, the statement of the safety pin, at least for me and for us, was, you're safe with me. I stand up in the name of love. And I'm not here to, to hurt or to yell or to see you as anything other than just another person in the world who deserves the same love and the same respect that I do. And like I said, no matter where you are politically, it's nice to have that moment to be able to say, you know what, I stand up for love. And so I still wear the safety pin. I have one on my bag that I take with me everywhere I go and all of that. But I just thought it was special, no matter what else is going on, to have that opportunity. And it reminded me that I want to take those opportunities more. I shouldn't need some huge historical event to do it. It should be an everyday thing. And so I'm trying to sort of incorporate that into what I do all of the time. Yeah, I think that it was interesting as we were crossing the country, uh, people would see the safety pins and we got nothing but really positive response. And in fact, I think it kind of let people maybe relax around us a little bit or we know where they stand, everything's cool. And I will say, you know, I was I was looking around going, okay, who's on my side <laughs> a couple of days after, sure. you know, and I think it's a natural response. So it was nice. It was a nice sign of solidarity. Mm-hmm. And I think that it let some folks know that, you know, that they were, it was okay with us, that they did, there was no explanation needed. And I, I only got positive responses from yeah, same people. Here. Same here. Um, from when we would go into restaurants or when we were waiting for our, to get on the next airplane or or wherever we were. Um, and, and we didn't, you know, wear big obnoxious ones. We just wore very small, subtle ones. And if somebody, you know, noticed that. But I think for more, like you said, for me, it was not so that I could show it to other people because I think that that may have led to maybe picking fights and stuff like that. But what it was for me was a reminder to myself to be aware, mm-hmm. to look around and be aware and be that presence. And and I think that that's why I kind of like still hanging on to it. I have one, you know, on my bag and um, on the sweater that I'm wearing a lot. You know, I'll, I'll leave it on there or whatever. But it's a reminder to myself that I need to be awake mm-hmm. and I need to be conscious and I need to make sure that I am standing up for the people that don't feel that they can stand up for themselves at that point in time. No matter who it is. And I don't care who you vote for. If you're in trouble, you know, I'm there. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And so for yeah, me not again stop and go, now who did you vote for before I assist you before right, I'm a, exactly. a loving presence? Because in your life. I think I think, you know, it can go mm. man, you know Sure. It's not it's violence and anger and all of that nonsense isn't just for one side of a political view or the other, and There clearly. was angry people on both sides of the fence. And Absolutely. I have to say that when you look like me, I'm a physically imposing presence because of the raw muscle, because of the tattoos, because of the Harley Davidson. No, I, the idea that uh, wearing the safety pin might be for other people to some extent, but mostly it's for you. It's a reminder to, to stand up for what you believe in, to really model what's in your heart. 
brings us into the next segment. Every week, uh, the second part of the episode is what we call Dig In. And the basic idea is that's the theme of the episode. This time around, the theme is the concept of identity and authenticity. And Jenny, I know this is a big deal for you. You remind me about how important this is on a daily basis. You're an inspiration, an expert in this area. Um, well, you're very sweet. I think I remind your kids more often of that, and I think they're very annoyed with me <laughs> on, a, on a regular basis. But yeah. So for me, as we've talked about before, identity is sort of the signs that you carry for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm a vegetarian. That's the sign that I carry that, you know, if you know me, you know I'm a vegetarian. And the authenticity part of it is that how well you live up to the signs that you carry. So for example, if I'm, if I'm carrying the signs of a vegetarian and you know you see me eating a hot dog, <laughs> not very authentic to what I say that I am. And so for me, that's a really, really important part of my own life and my own spiritual experience. And I think that you can change your signs, you can change who you say you are whenever you want to. Things that you grow, you change, you you experience new things, you you figure out that something is not working for you or you get educated and you decide, oh wow, this really doesn't feel right because I didn't have this information. And so the identity part can always change. But I think the authenticity part is really, really the important part of it is it's like you need to try your best at least I try my best to live up to who you say you are well and I think that some people don't even know they're allowed to do either one of those things they don't know that they're allowed to say this is what I believe in this is who I am and they really don't know they're allowed to live up to it I think that there are people that that are comfortable to some degree with their identity kind of being given to them by the shows they watch the sports teams they like their family stuff whatever but I want everybody, gosh, if I could tell everybody one thing right in this moment, it would be that every single moment, every conversation, every car that passes you on the road, every television show, every everything is the universe saying, what are you all about? Really, every conversation from a first date to the guy at the grocery store asking you if you found everything in your shopping trip today, every person really just wants to know, what are you about? The universe is asking you over and over again. And... Saying back to the universe, you know what, I'm going to take this moment and I'm going to tell you what I'm all about. And maybe it'll change tomorrow or in two seconds, but right now, here's where I am. That's when the hero wakes up inside of you. But the other piece of that is you don't really have a choice. Sometimes people go, well, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to offend anybody, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. I'm not going to tell anybody what I think, what I believe, what I'm all about. But the truth is, it's going to come out. It leaks out through through what you do, through the way that you respond to things. And more than that, you wouldn't want to hold on to it if you could because I want to talk to you. And if I don't have my... If I don't have a thing to say, then there's no conversation. I can't learn from you. We can't grow together and we just stagnate. And I think that's why people are upset sometimes, frustrated sometimes. Well, I think, you know, this is something that you and I talk about all the time is that 
yearning to connect. That's what people, I think that's what people ultimately want. They want to connect. So if you are not being your true self, you're not having an authentic connection. Mm-hmm. We went to Trader Joe's today. <laughs> so, you know, if anybody's gone, they, they are, they are all about what you buy. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're not ready to be, if you're not ready to be Joe. Um, <laughs> you better, Jode today yeah, for sure. Did you get Joe today? I got Jode. Uh, but it really is. But you know, you have to stand up for, the things in your shopping cart, so to speak. And, you know, if I'm buying tortillas and salsa, maybe it's taco night, maybe it isn't. But, I mean, <laughs> the, signs are, the signs are pretty clear. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that is ultimately something that folks maybe should spend a little bit of time on trying to figure that out. But, you know, we live in such a fast, instant response immediate gratification, instant gratification society that I'm wondering if people even give themselves a chance to figure out who they are or if they're getting their identity from somebody on TV. Well, I think that it's so helpful to ask yourself, how do you feel when you have eaten too much on Thanksgiving dinner or whenever? How do you I've feel never, when you have, I've never done it. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I'll ask other people. How do you feel when you have consumed, consumed, consumed? And it, and food is the is a good one to imagine because everybody knows what that feels like. I'm sorry, that's why they make tums. But it could be anything. If you watch television for too long, it's it. Studies have shown that it has a depressive effect. It bums you out after a while. If you consume anything for too long, and obviously there's chemical things that you can imagine, but anything at all, if you're in consume mode for too long, it makes you feel gross. Do you remember speaking of watching too much TV? Um, when the kids were little, when we watched Twin no, Peaks it wasn't for hours I, wasn't and hours. I, pre- I, I was pregnant with Miles. Yeah, and Raina was little. And Raina was... was tiny, and it was so hot outside because he was a July baby and we're in Florida. And so we just closed ourselves up, turned the air down, and I, we were watching Twin Peaks. It was not healthy. And it was before they even had a label of it because he's 18. You know, we didn't know what binge watching was they didn't have it on demand i mean this was on this was on vhs this is you know i mean and we're exposing and we felt really weird it was like it was at the end of it it was like that movie the lost weekend where it was just like i felt funky i felt like i had been drugged and it wasn't a good parenting moment it wasn't a good anything (laughs) moment although it's a great show but whatever it is come compare that feeling you have when you're in consume mode for too long compare that with how you feel when you make something anything when you produce something when you you know for me it's when I'm up on Sunday morning and I do the talk and it feels good and I know I did a good job that feels beautiful but it can be when you bake cookies or paint a painting or build something with your hands or fix the car anything think about how you feel when you produce versus when you consume and I think the reason that that feels so good to create to share to give to make is because it speaks to our nature and so Think about that difference and then think about the fact that all of that instant gratification stuff that you talked about, all of that is consume. I don't want to put anything out into the world, so I'm going to look at my phone and do Candy Crush or whatever. I can't even talk to the person in line. I was picking up dinner tonight and there was a restaurant full of people and I was in line to get carry out so we'd come home and do this. And there were so many people that were not interacting because they were on their phones and that's consume. I don't want to give anything, and I think it comes down to a self-esteem thing, but one way or the other, 
we live in a waterlogged culture. And so it's so heroic to use that word again. It's so powerful to say, you know what? This is what I'm all about. And it doesn't have to be a big grand pronouncement, but just that moment of, here's me right now. And I think it does take some bravery. But being able to say, here's me, is a really beautiful thing. And then, there's that's the identity part, but then the authenticity comes in because no matter what you say, the universe is going to ask you if you mean it. If you start telling people you're going to be a vegetarian, you get invited to a barbecue. That's the old cliche. And everyone in the world knows that you can be lonely, 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 but the moment you get in a relationship, people start calling you, old boyfriends or girlfriends start showing up in your life, and it's, it's that thing. In Unity, we call it chemicalization, and that's a fancy word, but basically the idea is the universe asks you if you mean it. You put yourself out there, and you get it back. And I think that people make a mistake where when they feel challenged, they retreat. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think, I think so. And I think the further you are from knowing who you are, and that identity of yourself, the faster you retreat. Mm. And I've seen that pattern before because it's, and it's that old adage, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that, it is, but it's absolutely true. So, I mean, if it, and it couldn't, it doesn't even necessarily have to be fear, but I think almost worse than the fear of standing up and saying this is who I am is actually just not caring. Mm. Apathy is gross. I, I yeah, I, I just you know, and I just feel like, you know, and not to not to bring up the election again, but it is your responsibility to do something, to stand up and do something. I don't have to agree with you, but I have so much more respect even for the people that voted for the candidate that I didn't right, like. Because they put rather themselves than, out there. Right, because they put themselves out there rather than somebody that didn't vote. Well, and, and when we saw that, what was it, something like crazy, like 46% of the people with the ability to vote in this country did not vote. Wow. Well, and I got to tell you, it made me go, okay, in two years when we're in the midterms and then in four years, um, I'm going to be on the phones. Because once again, just as you said, Vote, say something, believe in right. yourself, put yourself out there because where would you, would you rather live in a world where everybody keeps to themselves or would you rather live in a world full of passionate people who are doing what they believe makes the world a better place? I don't need everybody to agree with me, right. even though I'm right. I just need everybody <laughs> to believe in something so passionately that they do something about it because the pattern that I see, and I know you see it too, over and over again, I'll have somebody come to me and say, I really want to make changes in my life. I don't like how this and that and the other thing feels. And you and I, I've heard both of us say it. We'll say, well, put yourself out there. Do something. Try something different. And then they try it. And then the universe says, do you mean it in one way or another? And they go, oh, I got resistance. I got change. I don't want that. So I retreat. I have seen that pattern over and over again. And it makes me crazy because... I, I always end up saying to the person, hopefully I say it more nicely than this, but what I end up saying is, look, you asked for change and you got change. Right. The exact wrong thing to do is to back, to up. back up. You got to push through it. Once again, that's chemicalization right out of Lessons in Truth, that great Unity book. But th the concept is really simple. You ask for change, you're getting change. Ride the wave. Keep going. That's exactly the wrong time to turn back. It's the time to... 
to, to move forward and to do something. The answer to everything in life is go all the way. Well, yeah. When you first start exercising and you're running, mm. you know, you're not going to be able to run a half marathon. You're going to have to start by, you know, huffing and puffing for 10 minutes. And then that's, you know, if you get out there and do that once and I'm, okay, well, I'm done, you know, that doesn't make very much sense because it doesn't, it doesn't get you where you want to go in the first place. You have to do it more on a regular basis and implement it in your life and implement these these ideas that you want in this change that you want to see. Do you think and I'm not sure about this as I'm as I'm asking this question, but do you think that um we have become kind of a uncomfortable being uncomfortable like we don't want to feel the growing pains oh yeah well everything's an anesthetic your phone's an anesthetic we we it's so easy to prevent yourself from eating bitter you know in, in other words from doing something that's outside of your comfort zone but the really challenging part is that people's comfort zones are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking you talk about co- political correctness where people are so worried about offending each other they don't say anything Right. That they, they, they medicate with their phones. They, they close their windows and turn up the radio in their cars because they don't want to interact. And we have these little bubbles that we live in. And I'm optimistic that, first of all, the universe is going to force you to move forward in one way or the other. I'm optimistic that either people will just get heroic or the bubble will shrink so small that it has to pop. And I just know that one way or the other, we're going to move on. The basic idea here is put yourself out there something that means something to you and just do what you said you were going to do and if you can do that we live in a culture where all that that's all it takes to be a hero that's all it takes to change something uh, fortunately or unfortunately the bar is a little bit low right now but you know what that can be a good thing you want to be a success in business and romance and religion and spirituality and life whatever it is put yourself out there and follow through it's kind of like Take three steps forward and then take a look around and you'll know what direction to take the next couple of steps in. It's like you don't, you don't need to know what it ultimately means. And in fact, it's probably better that you don't know what it ultimately means. But I like to just go, okay, it, does this feel good? Does just this, this seem good? Just this one step. This feels good right now. Let's let's just okay, let's keep going in this direction. And I think that our our gut, our intuition, divine guidance, whatever whatever word you want to give to it is inherent in all of us to give us that indication of move forward or don't yeah, or change direction or yeah, exactly. Put yourself out there. What do you have to be afraid of? And the thing that I have found myself saying over and over again and and it's amazing that I have to keep saying it. Because I see people lock up. They do analysis paralysis. They hold still. They don't move forward because they can't see the finish line. And what I have found myself saying over and over again is this phrase. You may not have everything you need to finish, but nothing ever ends. I guarantee you, you have what you need to start. And that's all there is to it. I love it. So that leads us to the next part of our show. We like to call this segment, Listen Up. 
It's the part of the show where we answer your questions, your comments, your concerns. We would absolutely love to be able to address the things on your heart. Send us stuff in. Send us questions. Send us subjects that you want us to talk about. If you're not tired of hearing <laughs> us talk at this point, you know, I mean, Dieter and I always come up with topics, but if there is something that is speaking to you that you would love for us to address, we would love your presence and your participation. Well, and some of you know, if you're listening to this, you probably, I used to have a, a video podcast called Ask Dieter, and I still do it every once in a while. I used to do it every week on YouTube. In fact, if you go to askdieter.com, you can still find the videos. And I will still make some of those videos from time to time. But if you've got those kinds of questions, send them here and we'll talk about them here too. And and I love not just having my input, but Jenny and I. And, and I have to tell you that in our life, people come to the two of us. And I think you get a balance of opinions and thoughts on it. And so bring your questions to us. And I want to say that you can send the questions in just by going to unitysocietygood.com. There's a, there's a section for contact us like every other website in the world. Or you can just email it to info at unitysociety.com. Uh, we'll talk in a minute about the various ways to catch up with us on social media. You can send us questions that way too. And the thing that I want you to know is that we are going to try to maintain confidentiality. So if your name is John Smith, let's say, we would say this question comes from John S. But if there's a different way you want us to do it, or if you want to give a silly name or whatever, that's fine. Doesn't really matter because it's about the, the, uh, the meat of the conversation or the tofu of the conversation, depending on how you're leaning as far as identity and authenticity. But anyway, please do send in your questions. We want to know about what you want. All right, Dieter, it's time to check it out. <laughs> what are we doing? Where can people find us? What are we up to next? Well, by the time you're listening to this podcast, our book will be out. And the book is called Branching In, The Journey from Alone to All One. And you're going to be able to find it at Amazon.com. Uh, if you just go to branchingin.com, that links you to the webpage. Obviously, anything that we're about, you're going to see links to it. But please go to Amazon or uh, you know anywhere you buy books. You can even order it in a bookstore or whatever. Um, any way you can get that book, we're going to be putting together a tour where we go places and do the workshop about the book and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and you will know absolutely where we're going to be and when we're doing our workshops and all of that good stuff. Yeah. But I'm really excited about as many people finding out about this book as, as they can. Obviously, we would like to sell a million, billion copies of it. But I have to say that it contains ideas that we are so excited about. We want to share the world. And this is the beginning of great things for everybody. And so please be a part of that. So go get the book. Write reviews on Amazon or wherever you, you encounter yeah. the book and do that. And if you'd just like to come by and say hi to us, we are just about, every Sunday, just about, we are at First Unity Spiritual Campus in St. Petersburg. Um, they have two services, 9.30 and 11.30, and we're there usually for the 11.30 more often than not, unless Dieter's speaking, which is, um, I think the next time he's speaking is coming up. Um, he'll be speaking a couple of times in January and throughout the rest of the year at First Unity, and it's just a really beautiful space, and I love Wings Bookstore. You have to come. It, visit that, visit that place. It's, it's just a lovely place. And just come by and say hi to us. 
And um, if you got the book, we might autograph it for you. <laughs> well, and the thing about First Unity is, is an amazing place for so many reasons. And it's firstunity.org. You can find out the calendar of events. The, the uh, spiritual leader there, Reverend Temple Hayes, is an amazing speaker and just a hero to us. And, and she's there. And when she's not speaking, I'm doing the Sunday service. And uh, once again, firstunity.org, you can find out the schedule. And also coming up at First Unity, I'm going to be teaching a class starting on January the 10th, which is a Tuesday. And it's going to be every Tuesday for seven weeks, starting on January the 10th from 7 o'clock to 8.30. And this time around, the class is going to be on prosperity. And we're going to be using the Charles Fillmore book, Prosperity. But it's just everybody loves this class because you can talk about sort of the highfalutin spiritual concepts. And as you know, I'll do that till the cows come home. But talking about prosperity is about sort of living it. What? How do you make a difference in the world based on these beliefs that you have? And so it's awesome and, and prosperity doesn't just mean money it means good times easy living um, being affluent in other words being in touch with the flow and we're going to be learning all about that once again that's on tuesdays uh, starting yeah. january 10th. i have mixed feelings about you teaching prosperity because every time you teach prosperity we have an opportunity to demonstrate well, there's that chemicalization there's Boy. the universe asking if you mean it absolutely so but i'm gonna i'm gonna claim it as good this time and that we are going to see just a magnificent demonstration of of prosperity <laughs> after the seven weeks that you teach this class. The air conditioning will not break, and the cars will continue to run, and the house won't fall down. Don't so I'm I'm it. I'm claim I'm claiming it now. We got this. I'm claiming it now. We got this. Don't even worry about it. And and uh, one of the things that that I want everybody to know is just come find us. You can find us at First Unity. Obviously, you can find us at unitysociety.com. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know about it already, but one way or the other, go to unitysociety.com. You're going to find articles that Jenny and I and some other folks have written, uh, little videos, places to go visit, things to try, recipes, books to read. Just Our goal is to get people excited about these ideas so excited that they make a difference in their world. We really feel called to make a difference in the world through the stuff we're doing at Unity Society. So find us there. You can also find us on Facebook and our Instagram account is The Unity Society. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid Instagram account. <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a hashtag love everywhere and you can come see some of the posts that we do and we repost all the time. You can also follow me personally on my Instagram. It's Jenny A. Randolph. And what's your Instagram? I'm Dieter underscore Randolph on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm just at Dieter because I've been with Twitter since the early days. Wow. OG Twitter. I got my actual first name. Don't even worry about it. Wow. You're married to a pretty high roller, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. And once again... We just want you to tell your friends. We want you to share this. And please, 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 if you enjoyed listening to this podcast at all, please go to iTunes and review it. Give it a good review. It helps us out. It helps us get seen. And it helps us move up in the world. And, yeah. you know, we're... Yeah, that is the number one way to help support this podcast is to go to iTunes and write a good review. Tell your friends about it. Do all of that stuff. But write that review. Uh, it, it's really important. Yeah, it doesn't take too long, and it really, really does help us out. Dieter, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, so basically, the theme of this time was, once again, it was identity and authenticity. So if you're listening to this, here's your homework. Put yourself out there. Find something big or small doesn't matter. Find something that you can say to the world 
to somebody you care about, to total strangers, doesn't matter. Put yourself out there in some way and say, this is me. Turn your phone off. Get out of consume only mode for just a moment and think about some way you can give the gift of your presence to the world. And then follow up with it. Mean it. Do something to support that statement. The universe will absolutely ask you if you mean it. And there's your opportunity to really be a hero. This is how the world gets changed. It's not a big thing. Just say something and mean what you say. We want to thank you for listening. Music was provided by Miles and Raina Randolph. The lovely and um, talented Miles Randolph <laughs> and uh, the uh, handsome and strong Raina Randolph. And uh, Raina Randolph is also our sound engineer and she's doing an amazing job. So we just want to thank them and we want to thank you and thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day wherever you are. And in peace and on purpose, this is Dieter and Jenny Randolph saying thank you.